wise man once said, when you come at the king, you best not miss. Motley Fool Money starts now. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me today, Motley Fool Senior Analyst Jason Moser. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I wanted to chat with you in part because of something that you had tweeted out a few weeks ago. And let, let me set this up for folks listening, because I, I, I do think we were, we were chatting about this right before we started recording. I do think we are in a very interesting moment for stock investors. A few weeks ago, you had tweeted out a picture of a story that TechCrunch did almost exactly one year ago. It was December 31st, 2021. And the headline was, uh, Billionaire Chamath Palahapatiya says Visa and MasterCard will be the biggest business failures in 2022, losing out to altcoin-linked projects. Yeah. And as we're having this conversation, Visa and MasterCard are both down in the neighborhood of 7% year-to-date. That puts both stocks about, call it, 8 percentage points better than the overall market. And the point is not to single out Chamath and say, this guy got it wrong. It's really to talk about the part of disruption that doesn't get as much attention. And it's this question of when companies say that they're going to disrupt an industry, I feel like we don't talk enough about the question, how do you think the companies that you're attempting to disrupt are going to react? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, I, I did not tweet that out to to single out Chamath so much. I mean, I, I do. He he has a penchant for making bold hyperbolic statements like that, and that that can be, you know, just take it for what it's take it for what it is, I guess. Um, but but that in particular caught my eye for a number of reasons, and it just it it feels it feels clickbaity to an extent but but yeah I, th I think when you when you consider a new market such as crypto and altcoin projects and then and then you look at these very well established businesses these these businesses in mastercard and visa it, any business worth its salt is going to constantly be focused on their competition around you know the market that they serve the competitive dynamics within that market threats that that could be coming uh down the pike i mean it, it, that that's just any business worth its salt is going to do that and, and to think that mastercard and visa are not doing that is is naive or just ignorant and i i don't i don't i'm not calling him naive or ignorant but I mean, he maybe just you know spoke before he thought um to me i mean look, just Look at some of the numbers here in regard to MasterCard and Visa, and, and, and you can see quickly, these are not businesses that are going to be easily disrupted, okay? And if you look at fiscal 2022 for Visa, uh, they did $11.6 trillion in payments volume. They processed 192.5 billion transactions. Uh, you look at MasterCard, and it's really it's it's more the same. Um, gross dollar volume of seven point seven trillion dollars, transactions of one hundred and twelve point one billion. 
Um, I mean, these are not businesses that are going to be easily disrupted. And, I, and I'm not saying they can't be. I mean, they, they certainly uh, can be. I think any business any business can be disrupted. But but you also have to consider the fact that businesses like these, regardless of where you stand on crypto, and, and I you know, I think I, generally speaking, I'm just I'm not. I, I would call myself a skeptic. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really, you know, looking to invest in that space. Um, but but they're they're certainly making investments in that space to make sure they understand how it's evolving and how uh, it could potentially be a threat and also potentially an opportunity, right? And, and so I, I think that that for me, you just you, you need to you need to you need to make sure you understand with these types of businesses that that absolutely they are looking at the competitive threats. And and I think they're assessing that landscape uh, on on a on a constant basis. Well, and broadening it beyond the financial industry, it really does seem like, in part because we're starting a new year, and I think uh, you know it's natural for us just to, whether it's with our personal health or the news cycle or finance or whatever, to start in January with uh, essentially a fresh set of eyes. When I look through that lens, I look at large companies with fortress balance sheets like Microsoft and Apple and Alphabet, and I think, I don't know what's going to happen in the stock market in 2023. I'm generally optimistic, but it seems like those companies are better situated than anybody. The behemoths just seem like they are in better shape. It's not that they don't have challenges. It's not that they're not dealing with the same macroeconomic conditions as everyone else. It's just that when you have a fortress balance sheet, it buys you a peace of mind that smaller upstart companies that are more dependent on a low interest rate environment don't have. Uh, 100%. I mean, just, just like in our personal finances, I mean, having a rock solid balance sheet can can make the days just a lot easier and take a lot of stress off uh, businesses that are that are putting themselves in this position as, as well um, it just puts it puts them in in a a completely different mindset I, I would totally agree with that I I put you know businesses like MasterCard and Visa I would include in that conversation right I mean it, I I don't know what the year is going to uh, hold for the stock market either but I'm pretty sure that that the tailwinds that that continue to develop in in cashless transactions and in the digital movement of money, I, th I think those tailwinds are going to continue to grow, and and that that people are people are going to be spending money, right? Money has to get from point A to point B. That's not going to change either. And, and so yeah, you look at these businesses that have put themselves in a position, um, e either by by just managing the business smartly or or, or just you know possessing a product or a service that people can't really go without. I mean, you look at Apple and I, smartphones, I think, are the lifeblood of, of much of what we do on a daily basis. And, and while Apple doesn't own the smartphone market, they certainly control a big piece of it. And I, I think that disrupting the iPhone is going to be uh, a tall order. And it's not anything that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Businesses that we talked about recently uh, as well, like Home Depot and Lowe's, right? I mean, home improvement is going to be something that's just going to constantly exist. I mean, when you have this massive installed base of, of housing, right, that, that we have here domestically, I mean, that stuff has to be maintained. And, and so, yeah, they, these, you know, I'm not looking through the lens of, of one year. I mean, these are businesses that I feel like 
you can own for I mean, indefinitely, really. I mean, I feel like these are businesses that you want to try to try to hang on to indefinitely. And, and you, of course, assess the state of the business uh, every year, make sure that those competitive forces uh, aren't eroding um, the, the potential that these businesses possess. But but yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, owning these types of businesses, the behemoths, I mean, this was a great year to own those, right? I mean, you, you look back to to the way Visa and MasterCard performed, I think... You know, we 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 you noted that the performance there. I mean, Mastercard year to date down four point nine percent. Visa year to date down five point three percent versus the market, which is down nineteen point eight percent right now as we're taping this. Um, it, and, and to me, yeah, it it feels like owning those types of businesses make investing a lot easier. Right. I mean, you know, I like to say it, investing is as easy or as difficult as you want to make it. I mean, it is pretty darn easy when you think about it. I mean, it doesn't take a lot. And, and just owning businesses like these uh, really make all the difference in the world, I think. And it just makes it far easier to be an investor going through the difficult times um, owning, owning these types of businesses, along with perhaps the, the smaller sort of more speculative uh, ideas that, that maybe aren't, are, are a little bit less certain. Later in the week, we're going to have our full preview for 2023. I know you're going to be there. Jason Moser, always great talking to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.